Welcome to Milkman Sports, delivered fresh daily with your hosts, Casey Avila and Derek DeRuder. Welcome back to Milkman Sports, everyone. I am Case, and I was not here on Friday. We had Mike filling in for me, but today, uh, it's me and Red again, back to our usual lineup. We're here to preview the Thursday night football game. We have an early morning game on Sunday because the Jets and Falcons are playing in London. So if you're willing to get up at 6.30 in the morning, 3.30 on the East Coast, or no, I guess that would be 9.30. On the yeah, you got it right. Um, and then we'll preview some of the morning games. Uh, but with that said, Red, uh, how to go without me last week? You guys sounded like you did pretty good. Yeah, Grantham did a great job. Um, I was pretty stoked about it. I was pretty stoked to have him on, and uh, we look forward to probably bringing him on for some future episodes. So um, it's kind of funny you come back the day the Cardinals play the Dodgers in a one-game series, win or go home. Uh, how are you feeling about that tonight? Yeah. L.A. right now, and I went out to go get some coffee earlier, and I saw all kinds of people wearing the Dodger hat and all that. So um, I'm a guy, but I am a Dodger fan, so – um, you know, hey, one game. Do you do you like that the one game wild card thing? I feel like there's been a lot of conversation about how it's just a little short. Yeah, you can make a case for that. I mean, the Dodgers are, have won 100 games this year um, and are a wild card team because the Giants actually won that division with more wins, obviously. But uh, <clears throat> and then you have a Cardinals team coming in that's probably one of the hottest teams in baseball. I think they had an 18 game winning streak coming into this, so. I mean, it's kind of crappy you just see both of these teams that have such a story to them play head-to-head in a win-or-go-home game. So it'd be nice to see them at least play like maybe a best of three. But you know what? It's what the MLB wants to do. And as fans, the best we can do is just enjoy what we got. I mean, at least we have baseball and stuff. I mean, last year we were praying for this stuff. So I'm just grateful for what we got, man. Yeah. Always, you know, I don't really pay attention to a lot of sports than football unless it's kind of the playoffs. So I think I watch the postseason that I ever have in my life. So, yeah, exciting time. Uh, football podcast, I guess we should just kind of jump right into the Thursday night football game. We have the L.A. Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Looks like we're going to get some rain this day, according to uh, what the weather's saying. Red, do you have any idea of uh, you think that uh, there's any good plays on Seattle's side? I know we've got Chris Carson out this week, so some people are picking up Alex Collins. Yeah, I got, actually picked up Alex Collins in a league. Um, Chris Carson hasn't played. I didn't know he was officially out. So, But just it being a short week, I mean, it was obvious he wasn't going to play. Um, I, um, we do expect a lot of Chris Carson. I think he's a running back, too, this week, especially if it's going to rain. Yeah, I think they're going to run the ball like they always do. I don't think he's officially been listed as out, but they didn't say some encouraging stuff today. I think Pete Carroll mentioned that he's got some kind of uh, like long-term neck issue. I forget the exact verbiage that he used, but uh, that's that's not good to hear about a running back who those guys, you know, they're lowering their heads, even though it may not always be legal for them to do that, but it's just part of the game. They're going to probably uh, keep him out on a short week is what I would guess. So, yeah, I mean, good time to fire up Alex Collins. Especially, yeah, especially then you got that 10 game gap in between games, too. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't expect him to play uh, Tyler Lockett on the other side. I know he's been a little banged up and 
he he's a tough guy. He plays through his in, injuries, but he's not really effective when he does. So uh, I think it's a DK Metcalf game this week. Yeah, I wonder how much uh, the Rams are going to use Ramsey on him. Uh, kind of use Ramsey all over the place. He doesn't have like one specific role in that defense. It's really a week to week thing. They could just take advantage of what the offense is given up. So because of the size and because of just DK Metcalf's unbelievable athletic ability, I expect to see a lot of Ramsey on him, but not going to be all the time. I'm sure the Seahawks will uh, scheme around that to a degree. Um, if Gerald Everett plays, I think he's coming off of the COVID list as long as he tests negative one more time. Any interest in him? The tight end situation this year is kind of like what it's been the last couple of years. I, I wonder if this would be the uh, dart throw. Yeah, I have Russell Wilson kind of pegged as that low-volume passing numbers, high-efficiency touchdown week. And usually when it's things like that, Russell Wilson tends to favor his tight end. Um, if Gerald Everett, if they get in the ed's, in red zone, that Russell Wilson likes throwing to those guys. Um, I know some guys were even bringing up Will Disley if Gerald Everett was going to be able to miss the game. So um, Russell Wilson, yeah, he likes his tight end. So Gerald Everett plays. With the depth of the tight end pool, these guys, you always look at them to stream these guys. Yeah, he's probably more tight end two than tight end one, but there's a chance. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't can, – can we establish something? Sir? Can we say there's no such thing as a tight end two and just call them streamers? Yeah, that's probably accurate because there's only – a handful of tight ends that you are comfortable starting maybe the top six seven tight ends if that um probably we'll call them high-end streamers yeah so it's really just kind of like what a lot of people do with defenses and kickers of just you just got to look for the right matchup um, yeah yeah that's kind of what we're at at tight end one of those shippers like darren waller or travis kelsey there's a couple other guys you could add to that list but even george kittle's not having the best year uh, we'll see how he does. We'll get to him, I think, there uh, the next episode. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of good tight ends out there, so you're probably accurate with that. You got a, you got thoughts on uh, Matthew Stafford this week after the Rams just lost that last game, and he didn't – he had an okay fantasy perspective. 280, two touchdowns. He did throw the pick, though. Yeah, no, he'll bounce back. Um, it's a divisional game, though. It is rainy. But still, you're going to take the upside of Stafford every week, even in single quarterback leagues. Yeah, I, I think that he established himself as a QB1 for sure. I uh, thought he was one of the more undervalued players, uh, at least quarterback position in fantasy drafts this year. So it's nice to see him actually paying off for, for owners. We know that Cooper Cup's going to get his. So he's a locked-in wide receiver one as far as I know. Robert Woods, though, uh, they they haven't made the best effort to get him the ball. Maybe that week two he had nine targets, but the week before six. It's, you know, for a guy of his caliber, he should be producing a little bit more. But McVay came out and said something the other day about how, you know, hey, we need to find opportunities to get him the ball. It feels like like one of those squeaky wheel gets the grease situations. So I'll play Robert Woods as a receiver three this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I know he's been a little bit of a disappointing and it's hard to stay with him, but I own him in two leagues, <clears throat> excuse me, in two leagues. And he's just notoriously a slow starter every year. And he always somehow finishes as a solid wide receiver too. Um, as much as the Rams throw, I'm banking on, on history repeating itself. 
Right, I think you just got to keep this like a bad player. The ball just hasn't come his way. Then. And, you know, they're using a little Van Jefferson. They're trying to get deep shots to Deshaun Jackson. Higby stays involved. He's one of those high-end streamers for tight ends, basically. He's either going to, you know, put up a good day or he's going to put up a bad day, but there's not a lot of in-between. Mm-hmm. Same way. Anderson looks like he will uh, play. Actually, it looks like they uh, took him off the injury list. He does not have a designation. And he played more than people expected last week. He was on the field for 90% of snaps coming off that rib injury. Got 20 touches, or 19 touches, I suppose. Missed uh, one. Yeah. I think you could fire him up as a pretty solid RB2 with upside for a little more. Yeah, like I was, like you called, I mean, it's going to be raining there in Seattle. Uh, that usually calls for a run game. And. You know, I kind of made poke some fun at Daryl Henderson, and you know what? It's I'm going to eat my own words here, and I found out that he's handled all but four running back opportunities in that backfield. Includes routes, receptions. I mean, anything touching that ball, he's handled all of them but four. So, uh, Sony Michelle, yeah, don't he's droppable at this point. Probably have more of a role as the season goes on, and you know, who knows if he gets injured. Again to have running back depth that you can use in November and December. But it does seem that Daryl Henderson's got this backfield to himself. Maybe what we thought to do is basically what Daryl Henderson's doing in that backfield. It's a high-end running back to rest of the season. Um, all right, I think we can move on to the next game. We have the morning game um, in London, New York Jets at the Atlanta Falcons. And Oof. Why don't you talk about the Jets a little bit? I know they're not the exciting option, but Zach Wilson had his best day as a pro. Do you expect him to continue on an upward or have bad Zach Wilson again? Uh, he's playing the Falcons, and you know what? Corey Davis has been playing a little bit better. This Falcons offense is exposable, so I like – I can't believe I'm saying this, but – I like Zach Wilson as, as a streamable quarterback in Superflex leagues this week. Yeah. But I wouldn't expect – that's oh – man, I mean, with all the quarterback injuries, I know, I know there's guys that are just starting Haneke. So, I mean, and there's people who invested, invested first-round picks in this guy in Dynasty League. So, I mean, if you're in deeper leagues, yeah, you can take a shot at Zach Wilson. But realistically, in single quarterbacks, what we all typically play in our home leagues – you guys are probably telling me to shut the hell up about Zach Wilson already. Yeah, I would say that um, in Superflex two quarterback leagues is probably the most he can ask for at this point. Yeah, he he's a desperation dart throw in your Superflex spot. Yeah, he's turned the ball over a lot. Atlanta's defense. Yes. So, um, I think in fantasy points per game, they're like, I think dead last. Remembering. Yep. Uh, and whenever you're going up against the defense dead last it's gonna have to any of these other jets work uh, i know you Corey davis maybe get but you know jamison crowder's back and healthy he had nine targets right off the bat played 62 and snaps caught seven of them for 61 yards and a touchdown is that uh is that usable yeah i mean we're all hitting injury bug right now i think there's one league where i'm starting marvin jones it's it, it, it it's all over the place. I mean, <sighs> there was a league that I heard where they got Jamison Crowder 
in free agency and it was a 14-man league. It's not sexy, but you know what? He does it every year for us. Until he stops doing it, you got to write it, right? But the other person I'm interested in is Michael Carter. I've been telling you guys every week, and every week he's been getting more and more touches, more and more touches. He's not a league savior, but when we get into these bye weeks, we're all going to be scrambling for running backs. Go get him now before he scores this touchdown or has the big rumble down the sideline because he does catch passes. It's time to pick him up and roster him it, or trade for him. I mean, if you have Cortland Sutton, I would comfortably move Cortland Sutton for Michael Carter if you have the wide receiver depth. Ooh, yeah, you like him more than me. I'm not really a fan of any of these guys. I do. Well, sorry. My sleeper app was going off. Sorry. Trade offers. Go ahead. Um, yeah. I'm not a fan of Michael Carter, even though his volume share does seem to be going up. Snap count is hovering in the 40s to 50%. Um, it's usable, but it's just not an exciting option to me. The, I think that uh, I, I get it with injuries and bye weeks, but he just feels like a low upside play every week. I mean, I'd rather play Jamison Crowder, who's you know maybe not going to get the volume that a guy like Carter does, but he's got some level of consistency even with bad quarterback play. I don't know. I just not a believer in Michael Carter or any of these running backs. It's nothing personal. It's no, got like three guys that they use, and offenses have generally not looked good. Um, yeah. Without saying that the tight ends aren't worth anything, and just quick note about Elijah Moore, looks like he's not going to be a redraft asset. Keep holding. No. Him, but it has not looked good for him so far to start the year. Yep. 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 Uh, how are you feeling about the Mike Davis Cordero Patterson deal? Uh, he's on a hot streak right now, but he's only playing thirty percent of the snaps, or about a third of the snaps. So, you riding this train, or you think it's going to cool off? feels inevitable that it's got to cool off with him only playing about a third of the snaps per game, but I would say you got to keep throwing him out there while he's, while he's hot. He's, especially in sleeper leagues, he's eligible at running back and receiver. I think in ESPN leagues, he's only eligible at running back, but the guy, you know, three straight games with at least six targets or more, you know, he had seven, seven, then six. You know, the three touchdowns last week, I don't care, you know, how you know, few snaps you might be playing with that kind of usage, you know, it's, it's noticeable. You could, he's interesting. Cause you could play him. I'm going to speak from sleeper leagues. Cause that's the only platform I care to play on. Me uh, too. Yeah. I think it's the smart way to go. It's trending all in that direction um, for the sleepers on platform, but you, he's, Playing like he's the number three running back in in my dynasty league point per catch, you know number three running back. I don't know where he stacks up at receiver, but as far as I'm concerned, play him as an RB two or wide receiver three with confidence. Like I, at some point, he's not going to be that efficient. But while he's being this efficient with his touches, you just gotta you just gotta keep rolling with it. I think it's just Mike David Mike Davis more of a weak flex option. Yeah, he still gets red zone touches. He's playing about two thirds of the snaps, or you know, somewhere in that range. Week one, he played seventy-five percent of snaps, but uh, he's been really in it on the ground. Last week, thirteen carries, fourteen yards. The week before, 
12 carries, 50 yards, but there's no touchdown here. You know, week before, not 38. Week before, 15 for 49. He's got no rushing touchdowns on the year, four games in, and he's got one receiving touchdown in a game where he had two catches for 12 yards. He is a low upside flex. I yep. I, I'm, I'm not – I'm avoiding if I can help it. You, okay. Uh, you think that Kyle Pitts – is there, is there a game coming? He's got the snap count. He's got the targets. He just has not he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. You know. He's been... Well, maybe maybe that's why Cordero Patterson has been so hot because the focus has been on Kyle Pitts. I think so too. Daniel Jeremiah was uh, he just tweeted about Kyle Pitts. I believe it was yesterday, and he said that you know he's been watching film, and I respect Daniel Jeremiah more than most analysts. Um, and he says Kyle Pitts is legit they just need to find ways to get him the ball more he's 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 jump i think he said something specific about him his speed jumping out on the tape that he was watching so i think that he's just a hold i mean again it's a shallow class i'm not calling him a streamer um he's a low end tight end one obviously one of these days he's going to figure it out and be one of the best tight ends in the league hopefully but yeah i think especially where you drafted him you don't really got a choice you got to go ahead and play him Yep, Calvin Ridley, we're still staying there. He's heavily targeted. He's an auto start every week. The Falcons are bad at defense. They're always playing from behind. We like these pass catchers. Yeah, the only thing that's lacking with him is the touchdowns, but Atlanta's offense in general is lacking touchdowns, so uh, yep. that will probably correct itself to a degree, although I do think the Falcons will be you know, on, on the bottom. This right. Year, next year. Um pretty much it for our Falcons on that side so we can go ahead and jump on over to first regularly scheduled morning game 10 a.m. Philadelphia and Carolina. Red, how you feel about Jalen Hurts? Top five running back or not a running back top five quarterback rest of the season as long as he's healthy dude's playing lights out right now. They're one and three and he's the in my league the number three quarterback four touchdown or four points for a touchdown, you know, minus two for an interception, all that. So, um, yeah, he, he's throwing the ball a lot, but he's running the ball a lot too. Even, the, you know, like eight carries for 47 yards, that's, you know, an extra 4.7 points or, you know, you're doing by every 10 yards, it's an extra four points right there. Um, mm-hmm. but game's better than that. You know, he's only got one rushing touchdown on the year and he's not turning the ball over a whole lot. So, yeah, man, locked and loaded QB1. He's someone that I was not super high on going into the year. I just didn't know how I felt about him. So he was kind of bumped down in my ranking. So he'll some, he's someone that I'll uh, I'll own up to it, that he's he's outperformed my expectations. I actually traded for him in a league after a couple weeks because I bought in, and I think he's locked in uh, top. I mean, he's a QB1 the rest of the year for sure. He'll have some top five weeks, absolutely. Yep, um, my brother my brother called him out when he was coming into the draft last year and I was like, nah man, like it's not I don't see it on tape, blah blah blah. And nope, my brother's been there all along and he even invest he even invested this year when they were talking about the Deshaun Watson trade rumors. My brother didn't believe that, went and paid for him, and now he's kicking people's asses in leagues right now. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Jalen hurt, makes people hurt. <laughs> yes, he does. Um backfield oh the backfield miles sanders kenneth gainwell uh kenneth gainwell man i think he's a problem for miles sanders he I, i'll say it right now miles sanders is a flex option he's 
he's in the Mike Davis area for me. And I've been, a, I've been on record for saying my, as a Miles Sanders truther, but the emergence of Kenneth Gainwell catching balls out of the backfield. That's why Jalen Hurts has been taking care of the football is because he's been dumping it off to Kenneth Gainwell. I've always preached running quarterbacks, never really dumping off to the running backs, but you know what? Like he's proven me wrong. This offense has proven me wrong. Yeah. I think that everyone likes to think of Miles Sanders as a receiving back and mm-hmm. here he did catch 50 passes. It's not, like yep. some, but that's a pretty healthy number for 509 yards. He played in 12 games last year and had 190. Now he's off to uh, a better start this year. He's already up to 105, but in four games, he's basically on track to do worse than his rookie season. And he's never run for more than season high is 867. Rookie year was 880. I don't think he's really yep. the people think he is. And nope. Uh, maybe I should rephrase that. The situation that he's in doesn't really just not getting the touches you know i know a lot of people drafted him low rb1 high rb2 man i don't know he's gonna be more like a like a rb2 low rb2 high-end flex he's still worth something you're still gonna probably play him more weeks than not but i'm not excited about his rest of the season outlook gainwell is he's playing about a third of the snaps and he's been pretty good in the receiving game too i think that they're gonna really make this more of a timeshare than people would like it to be. Yep. Uh, Devonta Smith, uh, he's li- among the league leaders in air yards. I called for him last week to bounce back, and he did for 100 yards last week, over 100 yards. Um, I'm staying in the flames with the man. I think I can establish him as a high-end wide receiver three rest of the season. Yeah, I think he's actually got room for more than that, actually, because Jalen Hurts if he- does. I mean, they're one and three, and they're still putting up good numbers across the board. Um, in the passing game, and Jalen Hurts, obviously, with the running, is helping. Um, so, yeah, I like Devontae Smith. He's the clear number one receiver there. It's not Jalen Rager, ain't, you know, one of these tight ends. It's, it's Devontae Smith, so number one receiver on a you know, good offense. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, Dallas Goddard or Zach Hurts rest of the season? Hmm, I'm going to say Goddard. I just think that he's he's the future there. I mean, he's the last year with Goddard become a free agent who knows they could give him the franchise tag too we don't know but playing a little bit more than Ertz they're pretty close splitting snaps I know that Ertz had the better well actually six for 60 and then you have Goddard five for 56 in the touchdown so Goddard actually had the better game last week I don't know why I was thinking Ertz caught that touchdown um, mm-hmm. I mean right now their production is similar maybe Goddard's a little, little bit of an edge um, they're probably not in that streaming category that we talked about earlier. They're probably both like low and tight end one, if I had to say. Okay. About, about border is what they are, borderline. Yeah, I would I would call Ertz, if there is a tight end two, he's probably more like a, you know, high tight end two. Goddard's got a little more upside just with youth. And- uh, yeah. And so okay. Point. Yeah, I like, I like Goddard. Goddard. Goddard over Ertz all day. I, th- I actually dropped Zach Ertz. I believe is in the our listener league. I dropped Zach Ertz, I believe. So, um, Pan- Panther side, what do you got for me? I want to ask you about your boy Sam Darnold because I know you got That's a- uh, saying what you got for me. I was waiting for it. The league in rushing touchdowns got five and three games, or four games, excuse me. Um, that's yeah. I mean, I don't know how much how long he can really continue that. Not that he can't, but I don't know how much of 
that's just him getting there. But uh, talk to me about Sam Darnold for a minute. Yeah, five rushing touchdowns, three games with over 300 yards passing. Um, Got to stay in the fire until he cools off. And I believe there's rumors of Christian McCaffrey possibly suiting up this weekend. I don't know how true that is, but I haven't heard anything. So even if he is, he's most likely will be on a snap count. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't start him right away, even if he does suit up. Uh, for McCaffrey, just to clarify, so he might play. I would, I would guess and say he's probably not, but if he does, you got to play him. Yeah, no, but Sam Darnold though, man, uh, stay in the flames, man, stay in the flames. I got him cheap. I got him cheap this year too. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Uh, DJ Moore's my other guy too, man. I got that stack in so many dynasty leagues. Uh, wide receiver four this year overall. And you know what? Kevin was a wide receiver five rest of the season. I mean, he beat out Trevon Diggs last week. Casey, you got DJ Moore. You know the love that I'm feeling, yeah? Yeah, actually, um, I like DJ Moore, but I don't think I liked him near as much as you did. I expected him to be solid this but I thought he'd be more receiver two than receiver one. So far, that he's cons- he's did that. You know that wide receiver seventeen. You know wide receiver twenty area every year, and the really thing that he lacked was the touchdowns. And you know what, man? He's he's been Sam Darnold's favorite target, and yeah, he's he's locked in wide receiver five for me rest of the season. What about Anderson? I, they made that effort to get him involved last week. He had 11 targets, which is as much as he had the first three weeks of the season. He just didn't do a whole lot with it, though. They did give him a... Well, after back-to-back picks to Trevon Diggs, um, I would hope they tried to throw to somebody else. But, I mean, it's been four weeks, and Robbie Anderson's popped what for one catch for 51 yards that was actually useful for us in fantasy. I mean, we're... Damn near a quarter, damn near a quarter of the way through the season. So, I'm not starting Robbie Anderson until he pops. He's not droppable. He's no, he's not droppable. He's rosterable, but I'm not starting him at all. If you, if you get stuck with injuries or something, maybe he's a flex play. But yep, wide receiver four, desperate. Um, Terrace Marshall's not doing it really. Feel like. Mm-mm probably on a lot of waiver wires right now. And even before they traded away Dan Arnold, it wasn't really interested in any of these tight ends. So kind of a say something earlier about Chuba Hubbard. Too. I interrupted you a little bit. If McCaffrey doesn't play, what's he to you? Uh, flex. I mean, he looks good running the ball, but I mean, they're letting Sam Darnold get the goal line touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, how bad is that? I mean, you say that at the beginning of the year, people are going to look at you like you're crazy, but this is just the reality we're facing. Yep. I would say that, yeah, he's probably a little more than a flex. He doesn't play. Um, I know he hasn't done a whole lot, but I feel like he passes the eye test for me. I would say throw him out there as like a low and RB2, but he might fall more into that flex category by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, realistically, he's a running low end running back too for you guys. All righty, let's go ahead and move on to the Green Bay Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Uh, Rogers. Is he the quarterback 18 this year? Did I hear that right today? My league, it says he's 17th. So, yeah, he's right in that range. I think that's uh, really got In my league, he had negative. Okay, that's the stat that I heard. Okay, he what? is the quarterback 17, but if you take out week one, he's the quarterback 10. Yeah, and I think he's certainly got room for lacking um, some good options in the past game outside of Devontae Adams. We finally got a good game out of Randall Cobb. Played about half the snaps, caught two touchdowns. I was going to ask you about him. Five catches for a very nice 69 yards. Um, but yeah, outside of him, we have Marquez Valdez Scantling is on short term IR. So he's out for a couple more games. Al Lazard, he's playing thirds of the snaps or more pretty much every week, but he's got five catches to show for it. Targets. He's not doing anything with it, so he's not someone relying on. I think I'm just mostly disappointed in Robert Tunyon. And maybe he'll get back on track or something. He was pretty Dutch. They missed a touchdown last week. Yeah, he was touchdown dependent last year even. He didn't finish with a ton of yards, but I thought we'd get a little bit more out of this. He's got three games with eight receiving yards or less, and he has the other game where he caught 52 yards, touchdown on three catches. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'd call him droppable, but not encouraging. Yeah. Um, the Bengals side of the ball. Joe Burrow, how are you feeling about him in this matchup versus Packers? I know they give up a lot of passing yards. Uh, before I get to Joe Burrow, I do want to just get back. We did skip the running backs. I don't know if there's oh. um, other than Aaron Jones is, is limited by an ankle injury, but um, fire him up as an RB1. A.J. Dillon, I'm not playing him. He had the big last week, too, 81 uh, rushing yards on 15 carries, but that was – played 40% of the snaps. I don't think that that is going to happen so often. So you keep him stashed as a handcuff. But circling back to Joe Burrow. Um, right. Yeah, he's been he's been surprisingly pretty good this year. He had that rough game in Chicago. Too, but otherwise, you know, every game this year, he's thrown at least touchdown passes in week three. three. Um, he's not doing anything on the ground, but it's not really his thing anyway. So with the receiving options he's got, T. Higgins supposed to come back fine. Uh if I've done my research correct. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd say that he's probably going to have a decent game. I know the Packers' defense um, you know, had that four-sack game in week three, but uh, they've got three interceptions on the year. It's not bad, but I'm not really afraid of this Green Bay defense. I'd fire up Joe Burrow. And, mm, I'll call him a low QB one this week. Yeah. Um, I like all three of the – wide receivers is low end wide receiver twos. It's just hard to predict their week to week target share. You know, they're all going to get theirs. So um, I just like them as comfortable, you know, low end wide receiver twos. If you went running back heavy in your drafts, but uh, the running back situation, Joe Mixon's probably not going to play this week. So I expect the timeshare between Samaji P Ryan and Chris Evans. That's if Chris Evans can hold it down on passing downs and, they really need someone in there to help protect Joe Burrow. And Chris Evans is a rookie, but he's just a pass catching back in the league. So uh, keep it up for him to catch some passes. But at this point, he's not really rosterable. I like Samadji P. Ryan as a low-end flex this week. Yeah, and um, I wouldn't say that Joe probably could be out. He did miss practice today. 
but coaching staff said that they think he can practice later in the week. That it's a low ankle sprain is actually encouraging uh, to me, at least, because if you look at the history of guys with low ankle sprains, they can often play follow. Maybe they miss. They're still this question right now. I have hope that they're he's going to go out there and play. I think that they really need him out there for a game against Bay. Both these teams are three and one. They're they're trying to win. And it's supposed to rain this game too. So establishing the run is going to be important. I think we'll have to follow up with this on Friday, but um, you know they'll. Have, We'll have another couple days of practice and injury reports and stuff to kind of get a better uh, feel for what's going to happen. But I, I, I like Nixon if he plays this week. I think he'll get his regular volume. But I do agree with you on the receivers, though. They're all kind of wide receiver twos. Maybe Boyd bumped down a little bit just with Higgins coming back. But he still played good even with Higgins in the lineup. Maybe um, not in week one, but otherwise had at least – 73 receiving yards or a touchdown the last three weeks. 118 receiving yards on 11 targets, catching nine of them. Good volume. I'll take it. Um, before we move on, though, I feel like we got to mention C.J. Uzuma, who five catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. He's their starting tight end. He's playing 70 to 80% of snaps every week. Is he one of those streamer guys, or is he actually on the radar for you now? He hasn't really done it until this last game. I feel like he might still be in your free agent or in your waiver wire free agency. Um, I think he's rosterable right now, but I'm not comfortable starting him yet. I need to see him pop again. Yeah, it could be that Higgins was out, so it, it seems like they really like to rely on three guys in the passing game evenly. Mm-hmm. Back, maybe Uzuma's receiving role to step back. Yeah, that could be it too. I think he's rosterable, but yeah, I'm probably not throwing him out there to start. All righty. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the Patriots and the Texans. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you like anybody in this matchup? I mean, for the Texans, Brandon Cooks, because he's just had such a good season, even a bad game last week, five catches for 47. It's not what you want to really see from, you know, one of your guys, but considering that's like the worst he's done, yeah, I don't, I'm not really worried about it. They are playing New England. They got Davis Mills thrown to him. He did not look good uh, the last couple weeks. Uh, last week in particular, he was awful. Four interceptions. Um, they were playing Buffalo, who happens to be one of the better teams in the league, as far as I'm concerned. I feel like a lot of that. So, um, don't want anything to do with the running backs. They don't want anything to do with the tight end. No other receivers are worth it. You throw Brennan Cooks out there hoping that he's targeted like crazy as a wide receiver three. He's obviously played better than that. Um, for most of the season, but you just can't have high expectations. He kind of falls in that Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd area, huh? <laughs> Put him a bump just below that. I know real life he played better than all three of those guys, but... The team kills him. One of the worst situations we've seen in a while. Yeah. What about the uh, uh, I mean... We expect them probably to score some points this week. So Mac Jones actually did bad against that Tampa Bay defense. Their secondary is pretty beat up, so that's something to consider for Tampa. But still, Mac Jones went toe to toe with Tom Brady there until the end of the game. Do uh, you like him this week? 
Eh, I don't know. I feel like the Patriots can get a jump and just end up running the ball about ball out. Um, it could just be just one of those Belichick games, you know, throw to the open guy, get the first down. Okay. We're going to run on first and second down. It's not going to be cute football. It's not going to help our fantasy lineups. Um, I don't think Patriot players are really startable in fantasy until we're proven otherwise. Maybe the, maybe the tight ends. I mean, Jacoby Myers, yeah, he gets a lot of receptions, so you can consider him in full PPR leagues. But honestly, I'd rather start the Jets slot receiver, um, Jamison Crowder, over Jacoby Myers. Dude doesn't get touchdowns. So, I mean, are we really excited about that? And then Brandon Bolden, he's going to be the pa- uh, passing downs back because that's probably the only guy they trust to protect Mac Jones or Mac. Yeah, Mac Jones. So um, Damian Harris, yeah, maybe he's got some upside. Maybe he touches the ball 16 times. But, I mean, he falls into the end zone f- to the touchdown for a touchdown, and that makes him, what, a running back two for us? I mean, there's not a lot of upside in this game, but I think Damian Harris is really the only guy that can help us. Yeah, I think that Damian Harris, the, the way that this game could go, I mean, they're still not leaning on Mac Jones to just fall down the field. That's not the way the offense is built. So, Damian Harris coming off of a bad game, I think that he could have one of his better games of the year. Um, I do expect Davis Mills to turn the ball over plenty. You give him a short field to work with, they're just going to grind the ball with Harris. I don't think that there's really Bolden seems to play the most uh, targets. All six of his targets were 51 yards last week. But, you know, so, I don't know if any if there's going to be any consistency to him playing that James White role, I guess. Um, J.J. Taylor, he I think he fumbled this past game, so I don't, he, he only got two touches. and uh, It probably has to do with that fumble. So I'm definitely scared. Ramondre's still not active on Tuesdays. So, um, the Patriots always have a committee. It feels like Harris is clearly at the top playing as a RB2. Uh, I don't really care for the tight ends, actually. I feel like those guys are better in real life than fantasy and i hate that because i like them both in real life um they're just kind of canceling each other out i disagree yep. with toby myers though i think he's got a little more upside than, than uh james crowder i get it he doesn't catch touchdowns that's a big part of jacoby myers uh career i don't know if, i don't think he's ever caught a receiving touchdown in three years in the league this is third year i guess but that is exactly correct look at the, the snap counts and you look at the targets there um done some stuff with this you know last week 12 targets catches eight of them for seven week before 14 targets catches nine of them for 94 four six targets four for 38 that's kind of you know his worst game the week before though nine targets six for 44 even though that's not a real high upside game kind of usable um i kind of would say he's more like a strong receiver three i don't think he's got upside for much more than that but i i, I would play him with confidence as a third receiver Okay. You know what's funny is anytime I hate on a wide receiver on this podcast, they always blow up the next. Christian Kirk made me eat dirt. <laughs> I forget who I talked bad about last week. I don't think I talked bad about anybody, but I think it was someone I was down on. They proved me wrong. Kirk had a terrible week last week. Oh, it was Cortland Sutton. I thought Cortland Sutton was going to have a good week. I mean, that I didn't tell anybody to start him except myself, but I mean, he didn't do anything to help us out. So, um, yeah, so. Maybe Jacoby Myers goes off because I was talking shit. So who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll find out. Um, I guess that we can move on to our final game. Uh, yeah, we got to cut this one short for us. Uh, 
we got that Cardinals Dodgers matchup getting ready to start here in a few minutes. There's probably not a whole lot to say between Tennessee and Jacksonville. It seems like Tennessee, I guess you just got to go over the receiver injuries. Looks like A.J. Brown is going to play this week. Looks like Julio Jones is probably more 50-50 at best. Um, Josh Reynolds had you know, quite a few targets, uh, nine targets. And he's been injured to start the year, too. So you go look and see how little he's been used. He's still banged up. Um, if Julio Jones doesn't play because they're playing the Jaguars, Nah, maybe throw him out there as a low and flex if you're desperate. AJ Brown, probably more receiver two than receiver one so far. Um, especially mm-hmm. touchdown dependent lately, and those knee injuries kind of yeah, kind of been scaring us off a little bit. Playing more like a low end QB two, so until he and and they just keep giving the ball to Derrick Henry. You know, in week two he has 41 touches, which is one of the most in NFL history, and again, that's ridiculous. In week three, he has, uh, I guess we got to go back to week one. He has 20 touches, then in week two, he has 41, then week three, he gets 31, and then week four, he gets 35. He's getting a crazy usage. He got 35 touches and played 59% of the snaps, so it tells me that even when he's coming off the field, when he's on the field, he's getting the damn ball, so locked in RB1, especially McNichols, I know, caught some passes. He got 12 targets last week, caught 8 for 74. I don't think there's really anything. Uh, and tight ends you can pretty much ignore. Yeah. Jaguar, Jaguar side of the ball. Um, really, we're only comfortable starting James Robinson. I mean, you can make cases for starting LaVisca. You can make cases for starting Marvin Jones. But deep down, you know we're kind of really not feeling it. I've. I mean, LaVisca did have his best game of his career, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not really buying into it yet. Um, Marvin Jones did have a bad game. I mean, I feel like these two can just flip-flop at any point. But at the end of the day, we're talking about the Jaguars. Um, this Jaguar or this Tennessee Titans defense has been exposable. I mean, we watched the Jets beat them. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe the Jags get theirs. It is a divisional game, but I think this game is going to be really slow-paced. And I think Derrick Henry is going to be – really the only guy that you can DFS out of this. Yeah. Um, I think you're right about Robinson. He finally kind of started coming on the last couple of weeks. Carlos Hyde uh, is missing time as well because of the injury, that shoulder injury he's been dealing with. So, uh, but he's still not getting kind of usage. He's going to play this week, but I don't think that's really going to be a drain on, on James Robinson. Marvin Jones kind of had his worst game of the year, but he's still usable to me as a wide receiver three. Chanel, yeah, four, you know, flex kind of guy. I'd like to see a little bit more out of him before putting him in my lineup. They did make the trade for Dan Arnold, and they threw him out there right away. Um, but they did. I, I don't think that this offense really designed to funnel the ball to the tight end, so steering clear. Trevor Lawrence might be streamer QB two this week. I mean, obviously, if you're in dynasty, you need to hold but um, I don't really feel comfortable starting in situations. Okay. Okay. You were the Ryan Tannehill buyer and say you were also the Trevor Lawrence buyer in a draft, or you drafted both of them to be your quarterbacks. Who are you starting in this matchup? Matt or Ryan Tannehill or Trevor Lawrence? Tannehill that he's getting AJ Brown back. Lawrence all over so damn much, but Tannehill 
defense hasn't exactly played well this year. I, I, I think for some reason my gut tells me Trevor Lawrence, and maybe it's because I think that the Titans are going to get ahead with Derrick Henry running the ball a lot, and so Lawrence is going to have to come back. And I like their receiving options. Um, I guess they're missing DJ Chark now with that ankle fracture. It sucks, but uh, between Marvin Jones, Chenault, keeping James Robinson involved, I feel like they can they can throw the ball and have some success. Just maybe expect a couple turnovers so he doesn't have the highest upside. Like Camp Wood, one of his touchdowns last couple of bad throws. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, we're only going to preview the first six games. Uh, so Friday's episode will be slightly longer. It's not going to be a marathon like it was last Friday with me and Grantham. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, guys, uh, we appreciate you guys listening for us. Casey, you got any closing thoughts? Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. <laughs> this guy. All right, everybody, drink your milk. Thanks. <laughs>